Hello everyone, and welcome back to Sentient Future. This is episode 30. With the goal of living more intentionally, we start looking at the fifth skill of the sentient worldview. Making decisions. Specifically today, we are going to cover the six methods of making a decision. What are some of their pros and cons? What types of situations they suit? And why deciding how you are going to decide can have a profound impact on the outcome. The six decision-making methods are avoidance, delegation, direction, consultation, voting, and consensus. Let's start with avoidance. Avoidance can mean indecision or even deferring a decision. You might choose to avoid a decision for a couple of reasons. Perhaps you want to gather more information, perhaps neither outcome is good, or perhaps your choices seem equally valid. The pros of avoidance are accumulation of more information, deferral of hurting someone's feelings, deferral of taking a risk, and the possibility that if you wait long enough, a decision may no longer need to be made. The major cons, however, are that if you stand still in life, you're losing the opportunity to grow, and letting the world make the decision for you often favors those who've taken charge. Let's look at delegation. Delegating means entrusting the decision to be made by someone else. You might choose to delegate for speed and efficiency, or perhaps you're developing someone else's independence. The pros are that it's fast and scalable, allowing you to focus your energy on the decisions that only you can make. It also demonstrates trust. The cons, however, are that you relinquish control and possibly the real-time sense of what's going on. Let's look at direction. Direction is when you make a decision on your own and then tell people what that decision is. The major pro is speed, which makes direction the most effective form of decision-making in a crisis. The best examples of this are first responders and firefighters. The cons, of course, are that you don't benefit from others' opinions, nor necessarily all of the facts. Let's talk about consultation. Consulting someone means asking for their opinion and any relevant information they have. Consultation is most effective when your decision is important, but not urgent. The pro is that you benefit from people who have either been there before or have information or insight or training or education or experience that you don't that is relevant. The con is that the consultant won't have the entire picture, or in some unfortunate circumstances may also have a conflict of interest, which basically means what they value isn't aligned with what you value. If you incentivize your consultant to value the same things you do, however, consultation can be a high-quality way of making decisions. Let's talk about voting. In voting's simplest form, voters each decide which choice is best. Those votes are counted, and the choice with the most votes becomes the decision for the group. There are a few variations of voting worth mentioning. It can either be public, where everyone raises their hand, or private, where people vote anonymously, like in an election. Sometimes people vote by ranking their top three choices, so that a really polarizing option might not get chosen, even if it has the most votes. Perhaps there's another option that everyone wouldn't mind. The pros of voting are that it's generally regarded as fair, and everyone feels like their voice has been heard. The cons are that voters may not see the big picture or have all of the information necessary to make an educated decision. Lastly, let's talk about consensus. Consensus involves sitting down as a group, discussing and debating the options until you all agree. Sometimes this involves compromise or negotiation. One pro of consensus is that it can unite people in the chosen direction. The major con is that it's the decision-making method that takes the most time. The most common example of consensus is a jury which needs to reach a unanimous decision. 
And now we come to my favorite segment of every episode. So what? How does considering different decision-making methods help you live more intentionally? For one, it can help you avoid a social fallout from a decision that others believe was made poorly. In a crisis when people are in danger, you can't afford to avoid a decision. Or perhaps if legally a decision must rest with you, as in professional engineering or medicine, you are not allowed to delegate. If you ignore smart colleagues and make the decision yourself, they can feel disrespected. If you consult with someone who has no idea what they're talking about, you can get some pretty bad advice, which is similar to a situation in which voters are uninformed. And lastly, trying to reach a consensus with stubborn individuals can actually drive a wedge in your relationship. A poorly made decision can destroy value and trust, but a decision made well can create alignment and momentum. As always, thank you for tuning in, and I welcome your call-ins. Until next time, live intentionally. Sentient Future out.